Yo, Scott, what's up? What's going on, my friend? Hey, man, how you doing, man? Welcome to Getty Lumped Up, man. I'm glad you uh, have some time to talk to us. No problem, my friend. No problem. I just uh, wish we could do it in person, you know. But I know, and have some nice Jack Daniels to go down with the conversation. Yes, this is true. This is true. Well, maybe I'll uh, I'll pour myself a, a shot of Tito's to it. <laughs> so, um, dude, let me ask you a question. How glad that you are retired? You kind of don't have to deal with this. Well, it's uh, it it's it's mixed feelings, my friend. Uh, obviously, like, and I have a friend that lives in Thailand now that he uh, he retired about five years ago, and uh, he sent me this text. You know, at first I was having trouble dealing with the idea. You know, it, it, you do something for twenty years; it's not easy just to walk away. It becomes a yeah, party, you know? of course. And uh, you know, I, I'm glad that I don't have to deal with all this stress and whatever. But also, like. You know, I became a cop to help people. And this is when people need help the most, you know. And, you know, during 9-11, like, my version of 9-11 is going to be very different from yours. I was working so much that I never got a chance to watch the news. You know, like, me watching the news during this disaster is completely different. It's, let me it's tell not... you, I stopped watching the news because these reporters are just fear mongers. They just try and scare the shit out of people. And they're like idiots. Yeah, when, when this first started, for a couple of days, I had stayed in before everyone was forced to stay in. And if, if you believe everything on the news, when you stand outside, you're like, this is not what they're reporting. They, they're showing all the doom and gloom and the worst case scenarios, you know. Like, I just saw a little bit of a report of uh, a nurse that she's chronicling. And she said, you know, the other day, 45 people got discharged. So everything isn't what they're showing us. And that's, and, and that's kind of funny. I, you know, I, I don't want to get into specifics, but I saw certain things from being a cop, the way the news was portraying things that just weren't accurate, you know? And unfortunately, like, uh, you know, back in the day, people used to report the news and just report the news. They didn't have their personal opinion as part of the newscast or they would tell you that that was part of their newscast this is my opinion you know now every channel is has a democratic view or a republican view that's not the news you know that's an editorial yeah that's pretty much people giving their opinion especially where you live in new york or california or any like liberal state you know they're pretty much uh spoofing you a lot of shit because you know what people forget? There's a whole other country out there, and a lot of the people think a lot different than you, than you do. So you know you gotta be careful. You know. Well, I, I mean, you know, for the better part of my life now, Rob, I've lived in New York City just like you did. You lived your whole life in New York City. Yeah. And there are a lot of people and places that are so different from from the views that we have and the things that we, you know, part of it is our own personality, and part of it is, you know, the environment we grew up in. Let me tell you, I've been to different states, and once in a while, you go to another state, and um, you go to like you go to like Nashville, and any commercial you go, there's pretty much aim at the Republicans, you know? Yeah, yeah. They like telling you, oh, don't vote for socialism, do this, do that, and then you come to New York, and it's like the opposite commercial, oh, don't vote for this guy or that. It's so funny how different, like the news, even the even the commercial and stuff. It's very funny. Yeah, and uh, like when you're on vacation, I mean, how much do you watch TV? But even if you watch TV for a little half hour, you're like, 
it's just a little bit different, you know. <laughs> I just you know, you know what I was probably watching because sometimes you go to the hotel at night. I might turn on the TV just to go to sleep, and you see like different commercial and stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, holy shit! So it's, it's a whole different world, you know. Even the way people think, or even the way people look, or where you act, people like. When you go out to another places, people pretty much know that you're a New Yorker. <laughs> and and then just like think about like if 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 I were if you were at home and I took the train from my house, just the amount of people I come across. Oh just, yeah. Just not. I may not even talk to them, but I I might brush past them. There, there are. I encounter more people on my trip to your house than people live in these small towns in the middle of the country. Oh yeah. <laughs> Dude, how much are you enjoying those um, parties that I'm throwing that I'm not even there? <laughs> well, it, it, w- it was funny just the way that worked out. It was uh, I was going to meet Greg and uh, Eric and just have a drink in the park now that it's legal, that you can take things to go. And uh, now it's kind of become like a weekly thing. And it's, uh, you know, we uh, we socially distance in the backyard. We all have our little uh, chairs and we have our beverages. But uh it's the one thing that's getting me through, you know, one day a week, I need to have some social interaction. People are social beasts, you know? Yeah. And and, if, and have you noticed when you go to the store now or you do anything, how people look at you, like everybody look at you like you're an alien. And if you come too close to somebody, they're like, fuck you, man. I went to the deli by my house and there was this little Indian girl there and, uh, like she, I tried to walk past her and she looked like she was like a deer in headlights. She didn't like, didn't know what to do. I'm like, just move out of the way or I will move out of the way for you. This is not the end of the world, lady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was talking to Eric and Eric got a different view because I'm saying, um, let me ask you, um, you being a retired cop and an ex um uh, ter- uh, terrorist enforcement. Um, how do you think this is going to change after all this shit is over? How much do you think people will change after this shit? I, I think there's going to be certain things that change, but mostly, like, I think, like, I, I mean, I don't know when this is going to end, but I think when we get closer to, like, a year past this, I think a lot of us are just going to go back to our own way Listen, I, I, I look at it this way. Even if, if, if they didn't have all these rules, if I went to the bar, I'm going to shake my friend's hand. I'm going to hug the people that I would hug. Like, if, if they keep talking that this is going to change the world, well, I'm happy with the world. That, and you know what? I think I told you this the other day. I'm like, I would, if you told me I had to live under these conditions for three or four years, or you gave me the option, Give me the virus now. I'll see if I survive it. I don't want to live under these conditions for four years. This is insane. It's not going to be four years. They just try and find a cure or something. But um, it's weird how everybody just is rolling over and not even fighting it. People just stay home. or Like me, I got the, you know what? I live in a city in the apartment. And I say, you know what? I'm going to go up to the country. Because if I can't go outside or go to a bar, what the fuck am I going to do in my apartment? Yeah, at least uh, now that now that the weather's getting nice, I mean, I, I'm getting the hell out of here. So I came to Upstate, and I'm not even a country boy, you know. I'm, but now I've been here. What I've been doing, just reading a lot. You know, there's a lot of shit you can learn. Also, while you're down for this much of a time, you can like you how can to fucking... chop wood and stuff. <laughs> it's a bad blade. It's a I need I need that I need that Rick Grimes blade that you can <laughs> that you just got. Yeah. But uh, 
like I, I think you probably discussed this with Eric. One thing that really upsets me is is certain certain things that the politicians are putting. You probably discussed the thing with the mask, right? When, yeah, there's a whole shit, but you don't technically the mask is only. You know what the mask does to keep you from affecting other people. For that's so it does, and you know what that's that's really is that's all it is. But if somebody sneezes at you, and it lands in your arm, that mask got nothing. You're fucked. <laughs> and uh, you know, me and Eric have discussed this because we both, you know, from from his military time and me from the NYPD, we we did biochemical hazmat training. And unless you deal with the gloves in the proper manner and you deal with the mask in the proper manner, it's going to hurt you. It's not going to help you. The, you know the, what? You pretty much need to use the fucking glove just when you're like maybe walking around and touching stuff. But other than that, you got to wash them, take them off. Because you know what? That shit can infect you as quick as anything else. No, exactly. The, the, there's a great picture that I saw on Facebook that is exactly the... It, there's two pictures, actually. So one is of a guy that is in the supermarket and he's using his teeth to pull the glove off. Yeah, I saw that one. And, and there's another one that, that uh, is this, uh, this lady's talking to the lady at the counter and her little kid is licking the, the cart. Oh, man. You, you know which one to saw? I saw a, a, it's a nurse on the train, right? Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, she's like eating her McDonald's and she's still got the glove on. <laughs> yeah, dude, this is some weird shit that we're living through, man. Do you ever think you would see something like that, like this shit? No. Well, here's the other other funny point, and and you know, you uh, I mean, you don't play the same type of games that I do, but me and Eric love the game The Division, which is based on a communicable disease gets launched in in New York City, and dude, you know <laughs> what I keep thinking, the last ship. Oh yeah, yeah, that was a great show, man. That was great. I, I was so upset when that show went off. It was well done, very well done. But it had a it had a good ending, you know. It had to end somehow. Yeah, know, all the going. way they tied it up was was very nice, you know. I thought I thought it had a good beginning, it had a good middle, and it had a great ending. I thought the show was superb. Yeah. But uh, so you've been you've been upstate for like a month now. You going through New York City with Joel, man? Dude, I've been here. Yeah, I'm actually been here. You know what day is it? In um the 18th is a month. You know what? I'm already used to it, man. I get I, I'm a person I get used to my environment. I can change it. The only thing I regret that I didn't fucking get my leather jacket and a red car and became Negan and started the Saviors out in the East Village and just whacking everybody. <laughs> We're just taking your shit. Doesn't matter what it is. <laughs> Well, Take over the whole building, fuck it. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of the face that Rick Grimes made on the episode when they introduced Negan. Yeah. And he's just sitting there shaking. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was incredible. Check the dude. The shit is like, it's weird, man. Like, you know, people ain't going out. And, and the other day, I, I think I heard the most offensive thing the other day from uh, Chuck Schumer and fucking AOC. More brown people are getting infected by this. I said, what do you mean by brown people? But, but, but here, here's the thing. When I started to hear that, and, and I'm not even going to say it is, is brown people or black people or whatever. But, <laughs> what do you mean by brown people? You call it black people, Spanish people, brown? She just say brown people and so did fucking the other idiot. <laughs> 
I was like, what the hell's wrong with you people? And nobody called him out for being racist. That's that's probably more racist than anything else I've heard in a long time. But but they're, they're trying to like make it into like, oh, I'm gonna save them or whatever. These it's just poor neighborhoods. More people are dying. Why? That's the way it always works. You don't have access to the best doctors. You don't have, you know, like if some guy walks into a hospital on the Upper West Side in a three-piece suit with a gold watch, who's going to get taken him first, him or a homeless guy? The homeless guy is going to be sitting there for hours. You want to hear something. Actually, when you're a doctor, you take that oath. You're supposed to take everybody in no matter who it is. You know that? Yeah, the the Hippocratic Oath, I believe it's called. Pretty much when you take that, you, you're supposed to, doesn't matter religion, creed, alien, whatever the fuck you are, you're supposed to fucking help a person. You're in the business of helping, doesn't matter. That's why a lot of times when you go to the hospital, you go to the emergency room, they're not, they're not coming out there asking for your insurance right away. They take care of you, and then, you know what, sometimes there'll be hospitals, you'll be surprised, there'll be hospitals that'll get you insurance, believe it or not. Yeah, yeah. Um, as much as people talk about, look at Italy, whether it was Italy, a shit show, because they had that universal health care, and that shit doesn't always work. You know what, in New York, you go to the hospital, they do this shit, and sometimes you don't even get a bill, like, people don't realize that shit. Well, I, I just wouldn't. I've been to the hospital several times. A lot of times I was lucky enough that I got hurt at work and I was in uniform. So they took me fairly quickly. But I can't imagine the wait times now. And the New York City hospital waiting room, you have to wait like 12 hours on a good day. I can't imagine how no. long people got to wait now. Let me tell you, it's <laughs> not that. Because if you go on a Friday or Friday side or, wet, or Thursday night when people are out or you, and you get a gunshot or shit like that, people talk about nightmares on Fridays and Saturday. And you know what? Those people are pretty much being taken care of. Even if they're a gangbang or whatever, they're pretty much taking care of those people, believe it or not. Well, those people get taken to a, a level one trauma center. Yeah, and you know why? And, and, and it's different. Like, if you got a call, you got a call. If you wait four or five hours in the emergency room, but it's, it's different if you're having a fucking heart attack, they're going to take you. You know, you also got to look at the level of, if you scratch your hand or whatever, cut yourself, you well, you can wait a few hours. It's not that critical. But I, I mean, I, I'm not criticizing the politician about what I'm about to say. But if you notice, all the predictions were that we're going to need this many hospital beds and this many ICU. Now, they're they're scaling back all the numbers. Now, I don't know if if they just made an honest mistake or they were making a doomsday prediction because they wanted people to comply, but. I think they made a doomsday prediction because even if you look at the world scale, you know, yeah. there's probably about 2 million people that actually are infected. And then even when you look at the people that die, there's probably close to 200,000 people that have died. Yeah. But they also like, they don't talk about how many people are being recovered. There's like over 5,000, 500,000 people that have recovered from this. That's what the number they don't want to give you. Well, a lot more people have recovered that have died. And if you look at the people that have died, you're either overly healthy or you're old. Those are the people that are dying. There's no in-between. You're either overly too healthy or you're old and you're dying, which is fucking weird. That's what this virus is like. It'll be like, damn, this guy was perfectly healthy and dropped dead. It's a weird fucking virus. And, uh, you know, the numbers that I'm about to tell you that I was looking at, this is from a few weeks ago <laughs> from Italy when Italy was, was at its height is that most yeah. of the people that died in Italy had 
anywhere from one to three other illnesses, and they were over the age of 60. So, yeah. I mean, listen, you know, we all have people that are over 60 that we care about or whatever, but uh, imagine if this was a very different virus and it, it, was, it was killing people under 20. That, yeah. it, that'd be a lot more scary to me. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, like my, my grandmother, and I love my grandmother, but she was 89 when she passed away. And she was like, Scott, I'm ready to go. I had a long, good life. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I, I just, you know, we, t- we talked about this before, is that how, how many precautions are we going to take to keep all these old sick people alive if it's going to take our country 15 years to recover economically from this? You know what I mean? Like, what, what price are, are we going to give up to do things the way we're doing now. Um, you know, you, usually when you have a quarantine, the sick people get put in some place. Not everyone, Yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. But look at my grandmother. My grandmother is like 98 and she said, what the fuck is everybody worried about? <laughs> <laughs> she said, I'm still, she still goes out to like get her grocery and stuff and you know what? She's not scared. She's like, whatever. She said, if it's going to hit me, it's going to hit me. They say they're like, my dad's still going out. My mother, like, my mother, like, my mother's like one of those people that any you know, she thinks she has everything. Well, well, something I said this And summer, she's like, don't go out. Don't go out. Yeah. If, she said, I need to get a drink. If, if, uh, <laughs> if my grandmother was still alive, she wouldn't be putting up with any of this shit. She'd be like, I'm going to see my grandchildren. That's the reason that I'm still alive is because I want to see my grandchildren. You tell me I can't see my grandchildren. I have no reason to live anyway. You know that yeah. she was a you strong, were... stubborn lady. You know. <laughs> you want to hear? You seem the one that I put the thing up with the old lady that <laughs> I need beer. Yes, yes. Do you, you you know they gave her like cases and cases of beer? Dude, people are giving her cases and cases of beer. <laughs> I was laughing. I was like, oh, my God. I was like, this is great. She didn't give a fuck about food. I need beer. <laughs> so uh, today, Cuomo announced that, uh, you know, the pause in New York State is going to go on until March, uh, May 15th now. Yeah. they, they, they ext- You know what? I really see. I don't think nothing's going to happen to June. I, I just one of the things that me and uh, Eric Moore uh, agreed on was uh, I think they're going to try and do something shady when they start opening the bars that they try to get, scale back uh, the four o'clock opening. Like, oh, uh, the bars can be open till midnight. Oh, I, th- I think that's what they're going to do. I I see that happening. You know, I think they're really going to start doing like opening just to midnight. They're going to do something, and if you open at your own risk, because right, because right now they got bars opening what from twelve to eight. Uh, yeah, I think the ones that are, are doing the to-go cups or whatever, but, but you know what, in that case, in that case, if you're going to do that, you got to let people be able to drink outside for a while. Yeah, that, that, that was I a did... strange little caveat that, but I guess they were trying to keep the bars, but I mean, I can't imagine that even a bar that's doing really well with this, what would you say, Rob, you know, better than me, they probably get 20% of their normal business, if that. Oh yeah, they they're probably doing like twenty percent. They're not doing a full full bro like you know they yeah. they're doing between 
they're doing between 10 to 20 percent you're not doing like you're not doing numbers like you're not doing like like let's say on a good friday night if you do if you were doing like ten thousand dollars you're probably doing between a thousand to two thousand maybe three the most yeah you know you're not because how first of all everybody got to stand six six feet away because now if you don't stand six feet away you actually get a fine thousand dollar fine I, I think that's going to be few and far between, though. The the one thing I I'm not a big fan of uh, Governor Cuomo, but I, I do think I, I I like most of the things he's doing as far as handling this. And his press conference, he he acts like a human being. He isn't just you know he tries to be personal. You know what I was telling Eric, and to me the biggest fucking you know what he and Trump worked actually pretty good. He even got a little shit for working with Trump. But you know what? Trump gave him whatever he wanted, pretty much. You can say whatever you say, whatever he needed, Trump gave. There's, there's no thing. And then here's the other thing that just happened. When the World Health Organization, Trump shitted on them. And he, you know what? He was right to shit on them. Because you know what? Pretty much we asked the World Health Organization, is this virus going to be a problem? And they were trying to hide it. You know who who told us that this shit was going to be a problem? It was the CDC actually said, dude, you're going to have a problem. You better start shutting shit down. Do you know that? And and the one thing, and and like you said, there there was a particular uh, broadcast of of Cuomo uh, that he was talking about Trump. And he's like, listen, I quite often criticize Trump, but when he comes through for me, I got to give him credit. And I appreciated that. There's there's too much business in our country right now that it's the Democrats versus this is about people's lives. You, whoever yeah. you are, whether you're Republican or independent or whatever, you swore to uphold the Constitution and to keep the American people safe. You didn't swear to like, oh, I'm a Democrat and then I'll keep people safe. Or I'm a Republican, and I'll keep nah. people safe. You, you're here for the people, by the people. So you're supposed to do, tell you whatever, whatever state you're from, you got to do what those people want you to do. Yeah. And um, you know what? At the end of the day, it's, you're, you're right. It's about people's life, and people need to go out there and do the thing. Um, but now with this shit happening, they also buy a lot of fucking constitutional law. Also, people don't even realize that shit. Well, I, I mean, me and Eric have been arguing with people about that. And and the one thing is that just because we have a state of emergency doesn't mean that you can take away my, my right to assemble, my right to protest, my right to religious freedom, you know. But, you know, I, I just, as much as, you know, I'm not religious, but I, I find it funny that um, the Hasidic Jewish community constantly gets away with just, like, breaking the law and there's no consequences for them. Oh, there'll be consequences if they get this shit and a lot of their people start dying. Guess what? They're going to be fucking, they're going to be like separating real quick. The problem is, where do they go? Yeah. Like, they're the kind of people, they got nowhere to go. This is true. You know what? They pretty much stick together. They do, you know what? They're probably, at the end of the day, they're probably going, we're going to take our losses. We're going to do this. And whoever survived, that's it. Because what do you do when you're, you know, Remember when they had that fucking uh, Meadows outbreak? Yes, yes. It, those people, that's that's what happened with those communities. Those people are like that. They're like their own little thing. You know, you guys want to protect yourself, you're going to do that. You know what? You're on your own. Good luck. Pretty much is the only thing you can do. Because if you do say something, you're a racist. 
Yeah, and, and I, I just don't believe everyone should be held to the same standard of the law, you know? It's the same thing like if you go to an Amish neighborhood, <laughs> you take a picture, they're going to lump you up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, let me let me ask you another question. What? How do you think, once this is over, how do you think um, people are going to act, like, around people? Do you think bars are going to be packed again like they used to? Well... I'm I'm gonna put a caveat, and I think you, the caveat will will make you laugh. Is that I I think a lot of bars the the amount of customers isn't going to be the same it used to be, but to the the places with the hardcore drinkers that me and you know, I think things are gonna pretty much gonna be exactly the same. Oh, I I think that like I, I was telling Marty, I say I think international be packed, like dots will be packed. Um, Seven B. There's gonna be a lot of places that, but you know what I really think? I think once this happens, I think you're gonna lose a lot of the older drinkers. They might really not go out and drink as much as they used to because they just they're a little yeah, scared, yeah. you know. So you know, like a lot of the older people that we had, they're gonna be like, you know what? I I don't know if I want. So that might be the thing that changed. I think it'll it'll affect day drinking a little bit, but it would definitely fuck up night drinking. Well, yeah, you know what? I I think. The, the younger people that just passed their their 22nd, 23rd birthday, they didn't get, they didn't go through 9-11 the way we did. We were. A, yeah, but they also, those people that also go out, they go out like once a week. <laughs> but I, I think that's, this is going to be a moment that changes the way they look at things. Like for me and you, I'm going to guess that 9-11 probably really changed the way we look at the world. I think me and you, our views are already formed and, you know, maybe a, a few points can shift a little bit, but nothing's going to change the way we believe things should work. You know what I mean? Oh, no. But if you're 22 or 23, like, oh, my God, I get, we'll never do that again. We need to buy a house on Long Island with a big backyard so we don't have to go to crowded bars. <laughs> You know what? You know what? That's exactly. You know what's happened? Cities like New York, I think, are going to suffer from a little bit of population because people are not going to want to live like that. Everybody on top of each other. It's going to take at least ten years before people forget about this shit. Yeah, but and but that's normal. The one thing that you're forgetting. Right? Now, I agree with you that people are going to want to do that, but the people that live and work in cities have very different occupations than the people that live in the country. You know what I mean? Oh, of course. The, the, the guy that went to school for, uh, like, industrial engineering, electrical, he isn't going to give up on his education, you know. But um, the, the one thing we didn't say that I, I think we have to is, and, and listen, I'm, I'm going to say it about nurses and doctors, but the one thing is you got people that work in grocery stores now, delivery people that they're putting themselves in harm way, and they're, they're, not, they're not getting the credit that, other people get and you know me as oh yeah of course let me tell you do you really want to go to a shitty grocery store have to work and serve people no but they're doing it yeah they're, they're like the, they're, they're up there with the nurses and doctors they're the first line of defense especially the delivery yeah. guys man and i don't think they're getting that much respect man even the people that's going to the bodega you know, you, you know what's the worst part about this whole situation? If you were, like, an illegal, let's say if you didn't have any documentary, you can't even collect on the promo, collect nothing. What's going on with those people? Yeah, but I, I have an interesting question for you. Oh, oh so, Rob, uh, yesterday I got my, uh, 
my my stimulus. Yeah, Me you know too? what it was? My stimulus was twenty two dollars and forty five cents. <laughs> You're making too much money. <laughs> but uh, but uh, now now I, I, is everyone that's getting an employment in New York gets six hundred dollars and they get an additional six hundred dollars from the state or? So let me tell you the way it's working right now. I'm um so I'm uh, I'm on unemployment. I get about three hundred ninety one yeah. dollars, right? But what I did, I I had taxes taken out, so I get three hundred and forty three dollars because I'd rather have the taxes taken out so it doesn't hurt me at yeah. the end, you know. And with the six hundred, I'm I, on top of the three hundred dollars I'm getting. I also get a top of that. I get six hundred, but they're taking out sixty dollars for taxes, so I'm getting five forty. So every every week I'm getting eight hundred and eighty three dollars a week. Okay, a week. I got you. Yeah. And you know what? That's for me. It's good. I can pay my rent. I can pay all my bills, and I still have money to like you know to parlay, to to buy the uh, bottle of Jameson. <laughs> yeah, to stay home. <laughs> all right, Rob. I'm gonna pour myself a, a shot of Tito's. You go pour yourself a nice healthy <laughs> shot, man. You know. And uh, Tito's Vodka, if you are there, I am looking for a sponsor. <laughs> Tito's Vodka from Austin, Texas. Here's to you, Texas. <laughs> yes. How, how strange is that? <laughs> Scotty, you know what's funny? You retire and all the bars closed down. What the fuck do you do to us? What kind of deal do you do? <laughs> I, I mean, Rob, you, you heard me talk about thinking about moving to someplace like Costa Rica or the DR or whatever. But oh yeah, listen. If 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 people get stupid in this country and want to try and keep these these hard bottom lines of staying at home for like a year or two, screw you guys. I'm fucking going someplace where I can have a good time. You, you know what the problem is? You can't leave. Well, there are ways around <laughs> it. I, maybe I would have to like be in quarantine in Costa Rica for two weeks or something. You know what I mean? You know. You better take that that uh that uh Scotty um uh, U-boat. <laughs> you know what I mean. But uh Dude, do you hear that crazy thing where Venezuela did? So Venezuela got like a pirate ship to try to take over a cruise ship, and when the pirate ship hit the cruise ship, the pirate ship sank. Well, listen, I I, I... and and that's why we said like a bunch, you know what is Venezuela is desperate. They, now that since nothing's going on, they got all this oil, nobody's buying shit and they're desperate. Well, I, for I money. had this conversation one time because I was looking into different things that I could do when I retired if I chose that I wanted to work. So for a yeah. second, Rob, do you mean to tell me that you think that a cruise ship that just for the ship alone is probably worth like what five hundred million dollars, maybe more than that? That's what they wanted, and they had, and they would have taken the people hostage and charged money and taken whatever valuables they got. They, they would have got that would have been a payday. So, for if some you pirates. own that cruise ship, you mean to tell me that you're not going to employ, say, ten highly trained ex-military guys that have a locker? Oh, of course, you're going to have with people, heavy yeah, weapons. Course, yeah. And what was funny is yeah. one day I ended up talking to a ship's doctor, and uh, you figure the ship's doctor, he's kind of. Like Love Boat, he was pretty up up there on the, the, the scale, right? So I don't know if he was playing dumb yeah. with me or I said, I was in uniform. And I said, 
So you know anything about the people that do security with like heavy weapons? Oh, we don't have anyone like that on the ship. I'm like, sir, <laughs> I'm telling you, <laughs> I know about security ideas. And if you don't have that much money and wealth, I'm not even think about just the money on the people on the ship, right? How much money they have. And yeah. you're not going to protect that? You're yeah. out of your mind. <laughs> you, you're definitely going to protect that, you know? Because a cruise, you know, a cruise ship is like a floating yeah. city almost. You need to have cops. You, know, you tell me some people are not going to be knucklehead if there's the opportunity to take advantage of yeah. something, they're going to do it. Come it's on, maybe <laughs> not that I'm a big fan of these movies, but like Ocean's Eleven or whatever, maybe the next one, like Ocean's 14, should be they steal from a casino on a cruise ship. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. But how much money can you really steal from a cruise ship, you know? There'd still be a few million, but uh, maybe, actually, there'd probably be like a hundred million, you think, when you think about it, just yeah. the ship itself, you know? And it also depends how long you go on sea for. Well, here's know? my question, Rob. How long am I going to have to wait to have my retirement party now? <laughs> oh, shit, man. The retirement party got pushed <laughs> back again. <laughs> you know, because it's crazy, man. You, who the hell? Dude, you, were you even thinking of something like this happening once you retire? Well, I, I mean, there were things a little weird. And, um, you know, everyone that... that no matter how much you like or dislike the job, when you leave, you have doubts, you know? And uh, I was talking with one of my yeah, coworkers that retired the same day as me. And she's like, she's like, Scott, she's like, I'm just not ready to go through another 9-11 type experience, you know? Like, like it, it was different because I was young and, you know, I, I was brand new and I was motivated. And I worked 16 hours a day, like six days a week. You know, sometimes I went like two weeks without a day off. I I just don't have that in me anymore, you know? <laughs> I couldn't do that again. <laughs> you know what? You know what's amazing, man? So I've been up here for almost a month. You know what's a kind of crazy feeling? Not have to not having to have to get up early to go to work or do anything. It's a crazy feeling. Well, that's like and and just when I was about to sign up for a gym, all this happened and I'm like now when the gym's open again, I'm like I can't even get my ass out of to get out of bed. <laughs> How am I going to get myself to go to a gym? <laughs> Dude, it's amazing, man. Like, so let me see what what like what's your average day since you've been stuck at home? What do you do like on an average uh, day, Scotty? I, I tend to wake up around uh, like like seven, eight o'clock in the morning. The later I wake up, the better. Um, I'll watch the news for a little bit. Then if, if I woke up really early, I'll end up taking a nap after I eat breakfast. Then I'll, then I'll play the division <laughs> for about two or three hours. Then I'll eat my lunch. Uh, you know, and I, I, I actually bought a lot of food and stuff. Like every day I used to go to Rite Aid. That was like the highlight of my day. And I would just buy some stupid shit, you know, just cause it was to go out. And it's a little different now that we started having the party at Rossi's. So at least at least yeah. once once a week we have that to look forward to. And I uh I spoke with Greg and some of the other uh invitees. And uh once we get into May, we might start doing it two days a week because we figure the weather will be a little nicer, you know. 
the weather will probably be nicer. Right now, the weather, like, this week, like, this week, I think the nicest day probably going to be Monday. It's going to be, like, 62 degrees, as they were saying. And it's going to be a little cloudy, but it'll be warm. And, and what's rain. funny, and I think you'll appreciate this, Rob. Like, just think if, if you were down here and you could meet up with us, right? The next day, it's, like, all depressing. Like, you're like, oh, I, I got to interact with other people. Like, and you're like, oh, it's another week until I get to do it again. <laughs> And then the problem is you're also all hung over because I talked to you the next day. You were like, don't disrespect, but I'm so hung over. Well, you know what? After the last day, I actually woke up without a hangover. So, Oh, so you're, you're getting your body back to, uh, to fighting yes, shape, yeah. to drinking shape. <laughs> Come on, man. I, I, I've been for 20-something years, and just after one month, you're like, I'm a lightweight? It's like... It's like yeah, being an Olympic athlete. You gotta keep training. Keep training. Yeah. Training that liver. You you wanna hear something crazy? Um so I've been doing I've been doing the shows remotely. I still do the show every week. I do it with John. But if you look at my if you go to Getting Lumped Up um the on YouTube, I got I, I've been doing a new concept, Scotty. You What's know up? what I've been doing for the free show? Hot girls in bikini, and me and John are talking. So you don't listen to you need to listen to me and John, but you can see all these hot girls <laughs> on bikini, and I'm getting like a hundred hits, hundred two hundred hits. Nice. <laughs> you know what? Hey, whatever works. You know what? Uh, when you you come back in town, we got another uh, do another one of those days at down the hatch with Tommy London. That was a fun day. Oh, yeah, yeah. Tommy Long, he's a good guy. We definitely got to go there, especially. I got to figure out how my schedule is going to be because um, I don't know what the hell is going to happen. I don't know what's going to be open. And I got to figure out what I'm going to do, you know, where I'm going to work at or what the hell to do. I figure international be, will probably be open. And, um, you know, depending what happened, man, I've been talking to Marty. I might just, uh, I got to figure out what I'm going to do. Why, you think you'll be working more at, you know? at international than you work? Um, you know what? I don't want to. I don't want to say too much until oh, okay. it happens. Yeah. So, but we got like a, there's going to be like a little different thing going on, you know. So it might either, it might yeah, be good, you know. Just uh, you know, I I don't know if this happened with you on Facebook. I'm in a couple of groups that people just adopted me into, like coronavirus eight o'clock shot and coronavirus this or whatever. So <clears throat> most of it is random people I don't know, and they're like. So what, what's going what's gonna to be different or what's going to, when things go back to normal, and I said, I'm just going to appreciate my normal everyday life of going to the bars with all my friends every day. I don't need anything special. I just need course, the way things used to be. <laughs> yeah, that, that's something that a lot of people, they don't need to get used to it, you know, because it, it's definitely, I think people are going to bug out in the first couple of weeks. You know, going out, because it's, it's funny. We're going through a little bit. People don't even look at it. We're going through a little bit of almost 19, 1984 kind of shit where people are dropping the dime on each other. They see groups. People, the kids are dropping dime on their parents for hanging out. Dude, it's so Who, you mean like your upstairs neighbor? <laughs> that neighbor, I don't even know who that is. <laughs> They got, there used to be an old lady that lived in the next, in the next, um, in the next building, and she used to call the cops all the time. The famous Rob Rossi, you party know, extravaganza. Oh, 
Oh yeah, we used to throw a hell of a party there. We we will be lumped up for three days. The best was the next day finding people in the apartment. Huh? You slept over. Well, what about three <laughs> the lobsters? Oh my god! You know what's the best thing with fucking John Boy choking himself on the table? He was choking himself, and nobody went to help him. <laughs> he just said to Greg, "Are you gonna help him?" And Greg was like, "No." <laughs> That was that was so fucking <laughs> funny, man. Dude, but it, it, it's amazing how shit is right now, man. Like, you know what? This is I never thought I'd be in a situation where everybody stay at home, don't go out, this and that. And who the hell I'm telling you, once this shit is over, man, I think we're gonna be living a very different America. And, and you know what? We gotta see what like how many bars you think are gonna survive this shit being close for this long. But so you know? Listen, I, I, I can't speak from the business point of view of being the owner, but something's got to happen, Rob. And I don't know whether it's some other stimulus or something. Think about for a second, just half of all the bars and half of all the restaurants we know, if they all close down at once, like that is economic disaster for New York City. Those landlords aren't going to get their money. The companies that supply the food to the restaurants, the beer distributors, like they can't let that happen unless they, they figure out some way to put a cork in the leaking vessel. The ship is going to sink, you know? You know what? That's pretty much what's going to happen. All these businesses are going, you ever heard of the place called Lucky, Stri- uh, Lucky Stripe? Yes. I, Lucky I, Stripe? I, I don't think I've ever, maybe I've been there once, but I... Uh, it's a restaurant. It's a restaurant. It's the same person that owned the French restaurant, Babazar, gotcha. and all those other restaurants. The the guy, just, you know what the guy just said today, pretty much on social media. He said he's done with that restaurant. Really? He's closing it. Could he say he can't yeah. afford the closure? So think about that. That's it. That restaurant been there for thirty one years, and you're just going to close it down because of this shit. You know what? How many people you think he have working there? A good 50, 60 people now. Now. You have a bunch of people that well, are out of the job. Here's something a little, a little deep for it. Rob, are you familiar with the, the, the job called actuary? So an actuary is, no. is like a, a guy that went to school for like serious math. And they figure out like, like they work a lot okay. with insurance companies and, and stuff like this. So they'll figure out like for okay. an insurance company, they figure out in a way how much is a human life worth. I know it's 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 a hard thing, but think about it, that's the way companies uh, companies operate. Or like when 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 people make a, yeah, a law that says uh, you don't have to stop at uh, a red light, like in on Long Island, you you can stop at the red light and then make the the turn on red. Now having that law, yeah, costs people lives because there's a certain amount of accidents. But they also say, oh, well, we're going to save this many millions because we're saving money on gas. So the actuary is the guy who actually figures out what is cost beneficial. How much is that life worth? How much is that gas worth? Like, I, I know it sounds cold, but I mean, this is, this is what happens all the time. When are we going to decide that it, some people, this, it's horrible. People are going to die. But when are we going to say that we want our country to survive? economically as opposed to you know and i'm not trying to sound cold but i'm like 
Yeah, think about, like, if we go into another Great Depression, you know? Dude, you want to hear something funny? You want to hear something funny? You remember a Fight Club? Well, we don't talk about Fight Club. But the guy, that was the guy's job, remember? Okay. Yeah, remember he went to see that car that was destroyed? He had, and the person, he had to give an estimate of how much it was worth? That was pretty much his job. That's when he was all fucked up, too. Because he has, he had to put a number on human life and all that shit. A lot of people missed that. Yeah. So it's crazy, but you no, but you know what? This is the problem, Scotty. You know what this thing might start? Like um, like a world depression. Yeah, yeah, I definitely think so. Um, it's it's not far from becoming a world either either. Either like all those, either millionaires or people like that are going to have to give up a lot of money just to keep people happy. Or what's going to happen, these millionaires are going to have to run for their life because people will be so desperate. They're going to get themselves in posse or there's going to be a world war. There's going to have to be like a World War Three or something, you know. So, Because think about it. Do you want to buy anything from China right now? You want shit that say American made now. You don't want that shit say in China because what the fuck do you know that, that, that they might have in it? And if and if you remember the Simpson, do you remember the Simpson episode where they had a bunch of Chinese people just coughing in boxes no. sent it to America? No, but I'll have to check that out. The Simpson pretty much predicted the coronavirus, dude. <laughs> they predicted <laughs> something again. It's crazy. But pretty much now when you get a like, you know what? Don't buy any jersey from China for the next couple of years. <laughs> They might send you a special coronavirus express and that shit. That's funny. <laughs> you know? And, and you, dude, think about how fucked up this is, Scotty. Think about how it fucked up the NCAA, fucked up hockey, fucked up basketball. Yeah, like, like think of all remember the, the days you'd have like a sports almanac and you could look up like the last 30 years? Like, the, there'll be an asterisk for 2019 yeah. season. What happened? Who won the Stanley Cup? No one. <laughs> Nobody. I, I think you know what. What do you do with that? Because actually, the actually the um, NHL was talking to a few stadium, like they wanted to go to one city and just do the hockey playoffs. Well, baseball was talking about that in Arizona, right? Yeah, baseball talk Arizona. Look, look at wrestling. The only live sports you're getting right now is wrestling. Because Vince McMahon pretty much went to the governor and said, dude, we're essential workers, right? The governor said, yeah, you guys are essential workers. And they're still doing, they're still getting wrestling three times a week from the WWF. And then in Orlando, and what Vince McMahon did, he took over. You know, he lost the XFL again because of the fucking virus and what he did. And I, and you know what? The XFL had some thing that I think the NFL should take because I thought the, the way they did the kickoff and stuff. I oh, I never, uh, I never watched safe. any of the games. You, you watched a couple that were good? Yeah, I seen a couple of games. And um, you know what? It was good. The, the, and they started getting, the, you know, the range went down a little bit, but they were still getting people at the stadium. And it probably would have been fine. But this coronavirus killed it. And um, it's funny. Um, who does Donald Trump calls to be the advisor to start to start the economy again? He got Vince McMahon. He got Dana White, Mark Cuban. He got the guy Munch. He got a bunch of guys there to yeah. try to restart the economy. You know, because we're gonna need a lot of help to restart this economy, man. 
you know, and, and check this out, Scott. People are getting unemployment. They're making a little bit more money. You know what? People just chill out and save that money, dude. By the time this is over, you might have like twenty thousand dollars in a in your bank account that you would never have. That might have the economy too. You know what I mean? Hello? Yeah, I uh, Got I, I had a phone call. I'm sorry to interrupt it. Oh yeah, but that might help. Oh, the economy. I, I couldn't you know hear you for I mean? a second. So tell me what you were saying to help the economy. Oh, what I was saying, um, you know what? People are getting these unemployment checks and all this time. They got nowhere to spend the money. Let me tell you, this lasts a few months, and people are going to have like $20,000 $20, like in their bank account and shit to be able to go do the shit that they like want. Like have a you big know? retirement fund. <laughs> like, yeah, but I mean, people are actually going to have money because you're not, what are you going to, what can you spend the money on other than buying food? How much food? You're not spending like fucking $3,000. Well, I, I spent a lot of a money month. on my bug out bag. Oh, the Where's Rick Grimes axe and all that stuff. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. So, Scotty, man, thank you for your time, man. And, um, you know, uh, hopefully we get out yeah, of this thing soon. You know what I mean? Just having a drink with you, buddy. Yeah, we'll be having a drink soon. But, Scotty, like every show, you get know how we done. end it. Don't get drunk. All right, you be good, buddy. I'll see you next time.